Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Yes, one week into the new year. What have I done? Uh, probably not a lot, actually. Uh, just catching up with the garden, people visiting, you know, the usual. Yeah. It's quite a nice time of year because you're at home pottering around and you have unexpected visitors and I guess that's when you need to make sure you've got tins full of baking and stuff. Ah, exactly. Barbecue exactly. season. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing I've got in my freezer, Tanya, is I, for a scout, I don't know whether I mentioned it previously, but it was a scout fundraiser. Oh, yeah. And I brought the pre-frozen, um, ready-to-cook um, cookies. You know, like they're all, you know, Yum. you've just got to take them out of the freezer. Are they the all freezer cut? They're all cut. Wow. Yeah, they're all done. And they're like little biscuits, but they do spread a bit. But I had some, un- well, not unexpected. I knew somebody was coming, and I thought, oh, really, I haven't got much, I don't think. Oh, I'm just going to take out a half a dozen of those. I got double chocolate chip, d- oh. double chocolate chocolate, and um, oats and raisin. Yum. And um, honestly, I just took them out, frozen, stuck them on the tray, put the oven on 160 degrees Celsius, and I uh, cooked them for about 12, 12 to 15 minutes. And perfect. It was just like jolly on the spot. Don't have to do anything. Take them out the frozen pack. And you haven't got all those bowls where you've been no. whipping cream yeah. and And great scout and fundraiser, you know, money for the scout. So to me, when it comes up next year, I'm a starter for, again for it. I don't know whether you can actually order them out of out of that. But uh, but anyway, that's what it, it's great for, you know, unexpected. Oh, at the table with Gail A and she's <laughs> relying on the scouts. But hey, you're supporting, on, <laughs> supporting a good charity there. Now, starting off with today... Tenderloin of pork, is that one you started yeah, with? Yeah, tenderloin of pork glazed with honey and thyme. I thought we, we we really don't do a lot of pork recipes. You don't? No, we don't. But anyway, I saw this and I thought, oh, this looks quite nice and, and reasonably easy to do. Well, it's got your Dijon mustard in it that you Yeah, like. it is, Dijon mustard. Yeah, and uh, but anyway, I just thought, mm, I was almost going to make this, uh, but I didn't get round to it. But 360 grams of pork tenderloin, which I haven't brought for ages, and that's usually oh, the not pork much, sort of like... It? It's like a pork fillety type thing, and uh, you know, a high end pork, I call it. And uh, but anyway, three hundred and sixty grams of fat and one um, one uh, spring onion, uh, just chopped finely, and uh, one clove of uh, minced garlic, and a half a teaspoon of fresh thyme leaves. That's if you've got them. But you know, I always think if you haven't got fresh, just use the dried. One tablespoon of tomato paste. Two teaspoons of Dijon mustard, which is lovely. One teaspoon of crushed black peppercorns. Well, to me, I could just do one teaspoon of ground pepper. That would be me. Um, Two tablespoons of honey. Two tablespoons of red wine vinegar. Now, one and a half cups of brown stock. So, I mean, if you've got stock, but that could be just an OXO cube or... Um, instant stock that you can get off the shelf. You know, those little packets, you can just get a little packet of that off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Or some people do a lot of stock and keep it in their freezer. But uh, And one tablespoon of corn flour and a quarter of a cup of orange juice. Now, for the method, we're doing, well, you're trimming the pork of, um, you know, any visible fat, but, you know, a pork tenderloin doesn't really have that much fat, to be quite honest. And it's good to have a little bit of fat, I sort of feel, it's because it saves it from drying out too as well. Mm. So anyway, if you feel there's just too much, well, just do it. Uh, make a paste of the spring onion, garlic, thyme, tomato paste, mustard and pepper. Now, in a non-stick frying pan, 
Brown the meat well on all sides. Then remove it from the pan and just set it aside. Now you're putting the paste mix in the pan and stirring over a very low heat until the aroma, you'll smell it coming out. It'll develop just all that mixture. It's just got to. This helps, um, well, it helps develop the tomato flavor. Uh, combine the honey and vinegar and add to the pan. So you've got a little bit of liquid there. The mixture will foam a little, but stir well and make sure that it's still on low. Then add the browned pork and roll it around in that sauce over the heat to glaze. Oh, it sounds delicious. Yeah. Lift the meat out of the pan, well, you know, with a fork, and place on a roasting rack in a roasting pan. So I would be just putting on, oh, well, a lot of ovens have got that roasting rack on their big trays you know the big pans Mm. yeah but if you haven't i just use a cake cooler and just put it over a you know just put over a pan yeah so just sit it on that bit of that and you roast it for 15 minutes so make sure you've got it well sort of covered with that beautiful um mixture in your pan Uh, and roast for 15 minutes at 180 degrees celsius the meat will still be juicy and slightly rare allow it to rest while you prepare the sauce now you're combining the stock Corn flour, remember what we always do, we just make a little bit of, uh, we mix it with the corn flour with a little bit of the stock and then put it in, or with the juice, but long as it's liquid, so you haven't got those lumps, and add to the sauce that's in the frying pan, so you're still picking up those flavours. Increase the heat to lift off all the brown bits, and you know what that is, eh? you sort of, that's the flavour, mm. so you're scraping all that brown bits um, and the flavour that the meat has left, and stir to thicken the sauce, and then slice the meat on a plate and serve the sauce around it. It just would look beautiful. Lovely with steamed vegetables or a small baked potato, but um, hey, really, really nice. And you could just put a bit of greenery, I don't know, maybe a bit of parsley, bit of uh, fresh coriander maybe, mm. just as a decoration, nothing else, and just put it on the plate, cut it, and just put that sauce around it. Beautiful. I found myself licking my lips while you were reading that, and then I could <laughs> hear it in my headphones. I thought, stop that. <laughs> I'm not usually a huge pork fan. Well, I don't like roast pork, but tenderloin might be quite different because I like pork mince and I like like pork belly that just sounds really good it does sound nice well mm. I'm, I've never been a great pork person either Tanya but I do like pork belly I've mm. had it I've had that out I had it uh, at, uh, at a restaurant some weeks back and I thought oh I'm going to try that well I just couldn't believe it I really liked it and uh, and then I like pork and apple sauce in a sandwich or something oh, like yes. that I quite like that but uh, but no this sounds really good and as I said it's a little bit sort of like high end of the pork you know uh, tenderloin, but I wonder if you could just probably buy chops and cut it from the bone. I don't know. The meat's not quite as tender. Well, you don't need too much of it, and pork, no. I think, is one of the cheaper meats. So yeah. even though this sounds high-end, I yeah. don't think it'll be too pricey. No, no, just have a look around. Yeah, so there we are. That's our um, our pork dish. Lovely. Now, the next one, short and sweet, it almost reminded me of a 70s dish looking at it, baked orange cream. Wow, it is. It is, is it really? Yeah, it is. I'm pretty sure this is a very old recipe. And I just thought, well, mmm, it looked quite nice because it's one of those dishes that you put in a dish. And I thought, we haven't had that, I don't think. You know, you put the dish in a dish of hot water, I think mm. it is. And um, and I thought, oh, it must come out really like, like a custard type thing. And I thought, orange, it's 
you know, refreshing. So with this one, it's four eggs and you separate them. And remember, do test your eggs each time because oh, I just couldn't bear it if you lost your, you know, all those eggs because one there was one in the in the group that wasn't good. So please, I do that. It's um, you know, off-putting if you do get one that's um, been for some reason in a batch not very good so four egg whites separated and be careful how you separated them half a cup of orange juice one cup of sugar and one tablespoon of grated orange rind now that's the only ingredients beat egg yolks to light and creamy so basically you know they're really your egg yolks are going to almost turn white because you're going to beat them you know till they're light and add the sugar slowly um, beating constantly so you're actually adding, beating the yolks just till light and add the sugar slowly until, um, you know, it um, mixes in well together. I've just noticed on my typing oh. I've put slowly eating constantly, so I'm just going to write a B in there. <laughs> oh. Slowly eating. We well, might be slowly eating it at the end of it all. So basically um, that's what you're doing and beating constantly. Add the orange juice and rind. Uh, now, when the well, when it's well mixed, fold in the stiffly beaten egg whites. So, if you've used that pan, if you've used that bowl to do your um, your beating your egg whites and you've washed it out, make sure it is well washed out before you put your egg whites in. Because if it's got any of that little egg in it, it won't they won't beat stiffly. So, wash your bowl out after that, um, or put it in a separate bowl, and uh, and just wait and then. Basically, just fold in those beaten egg whites and then pour into a greased baking dish and place the pan of hot water. Uh, put, the, put the dish into a pan of hot water, and a meat dish is good for that, and bake in a moderate oven for like, oh, I don't know, 180, 170 for 35 minutes till firm. And you'll see that it's gone firm. So make sure you're pouring it into a reasonable, because that's four eggs, and once you put the egg whites in it, sort of volume, you know, it uh, adds the volume to it, and, and pour it, make sure your, your dish is greased, and place into um, the hot water and bake in a moderate oven. So... Um, the meat dishes are perfect for that because you can use a reasonable size bowl and it doesn't matter if it's oval and it doesn't matter if it's square. It will go in there just just so that it comes up, you know, so far in the dish and uh, and it's not going to boil. So just basically it's the hot water and um, and you can serve it with whipped cream, of course. Surprise, surprise. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking you could put your, your dish in the oven that's not too clean and actually while it's sitting in the hot water it cleans it as well. But it might... If you have, if you've used it recently, it make, might make your baked orange cream smell like whatever you've cooked. Yeah, in the dish, it might smell so. like roast lamb or yeah. something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It just but reminds anyway, me. I think of, it's quite a nice one. Like you say, I think it, it goes way back. This one. Oh, I know. It's like mm. instant pudding back in the seventies, yeah. which I still love. Incidentally, it'd be nice. Yeah, I like yeah. orange flavored stuff. All right. If you want to have a crack at the baked orange cream, it's only got four ingredients, so mm. why not? Yes. Uh, go to our Facebook page on Coast Access Radio and you'll find the first two recipes there. The next two are coming up as well after this musical break. Speaking of cream, because Gail just loves it, I'm sure she has about three litres in her fridge at any <laughs> given time, just in case. How about cream, as in the oh, band that's the cream, with sunshine of your love? Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Thank you. 
Lug holes out, Gail. 
<laughs> you said you like cream. Well, that's cream that's been beaten within an inch of its yeah, life. Yeah, I know. The yeah, head butting stuff, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, we've got well, we've got a bit of punch here. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that goes with the rock yeah, music. Yeah. Apricot punch. Now this is really simple, and I thought you know, with going into the new year, um, you want something. Uh, it's just nice if you've got a cold drink to offer people. Um, and I thought this was actually quite nice because it's got no alcohol in it, although mm. you could add some, but never mind. This I just <laughs> thought would be nice. Have it in the fridge. If you've got people and over, you know, lovely blocks of ice, I thought this would be great. So we've got two cups of um, apricot juice. Now, I think you can buy that tinned. I'm not sure, but apricot juice anyway. And two cups of um, orange juice. And one cup of lime juice. So limes aren't very big. So if you're juicing some limes, you might need to, you know, have quite a few to get a cup full. And three and a half cups of ginger ale. And then thin slices of orange just to, you know, have in the jug, like we said before. So all you're doing with this, I think this is mainly I'm giving it to you because it's a combination and it seems to be a good one. Combine the fruit juices, chill... And then just add the chilled ginger ale and then garnish with very thin slices of orange. And there you are. You've got a lovely cold drink in your fridge for when you've got people instead of just, you know, saying, oh, would you like a soda water or would you like a Coke or would you like a Fanta Mm. or something like that or a juice? And this is just a little bit different. Now, apricot juice, I'm just, uh, that's getting me thinking actually to whether you can actually get apricot juice. I had a fresh up the other day that tasted like it had apricot in it so you must be able to buy apricot yeah, something juice. with apricot in it i yeah. mean you know let's just think if you can't get apricot juice itself like tanya said if you find something with apricot in it it will still make a good mix or even the tinned um apricots <laughs> then just drain the, all the juice oh, off oh, and yeah the syrup it, yeah. yeah oh but you can't mm, yeah good yeah, point syrup yeah that's syrup although mm. you can get apricots and clear juice can't you or fruit and clear juices mm. yeah oh no good thinking and then use the apricots on your muesli for breakfast Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's right. And same with the, I can't say, you can get that bottled Barkus lime, I think it is, too, as well. And yes, I think but if you look, made that's up lime a, cordial. It is, yeah. That's and lime true. juice, I know you can buy the little bottles of lime juice and lemon juice for cooking, which is juiced lemons and limes oh, in a bottle. Oh, that are only what we're going to look for. That might be enough. And that would that be probably about a cup? Or you can water it down a bit. Yeah, exactly. So that's basically all it is, listeners, and just your three and a half cups of ginger ale to um, to finish it off, yeah. So I just looked at it and I thought, yes, I'm just going to give that as an easy-peasy uh, one that you can just keep in the fridge. Yeah. And actually, if you've got mint in the garden like I have at the place where I rent, you can yeah. throw those into um, ice cube trays and fill it up with water, and then when you pop the ice out, you've got a little bit of mint in there oh, as well. Oh, very decorative. Yes, no, that's a good idea because something like that would go perfect with mint. Yes, mm. no, good thinking, Tanya. Apricot punch. Always happy to receive your ideas. Oh, thank you. No, I was thinking about having that with um, some vodka. Anyway, oh. <laughs> moving right along to the chocolate cheesecake slice. <laughs> She's a crack up, this girl. Okay. Hey, yeah. that's got alcohol in it. I see. Uh, uh, yes, it has. Yes, it has got a little bit. Um, uh, I'll put you off now. Chocolate cheese. Oh, you slice. mean alcohol? Yeah, with the colour and and oh, tea, tea yeah, Maria. That's right. Oh, okay. So again, see, see why didn't wear anything in this? But then I forgot. Yeah, 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 went straight for straight to straight to the colour um, and tea Maria. Anyway, with this, I thought it's in a slice tin and something different. But it's it's actually a um, a little cooked one. So 
250-gram packet of shortbread biscuits. But I say shortbread, but I mean wine biscuits. Not malt, I don't think, but, mm. you know, arrowroot or one of those ones um, you could use. Or even you could use um, chocolate thins, shall I say? Yeah, oh, good, actually, looking at this, because it's a chocolate cheesecake. So anything, but I wouldn't use the malt biscuits, I don't think, or, you know, dark ones. Anyway, that and 100... Um, uh, grams of dark chocolate chips, a half a cup of caster sugar, three quarters of a cup of thickened cream, half a cup of plain flour sifted, 60 grams of butter, 250 gram packet of cream cheese, three eggs again, which we used in a previous recipe, and two tablespoons, ooh, Kahlua or Tia Marie. And I quite like Kahlua and milk. Do you like it? I like Kahlua, but I can't drink milk, unfortunately. Oh, oh okay. And it wouldn't mm. go so good with um, oat milk or soy, I don't think. <laughs> Kahlua is all right with Coke as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, Kahlua and Coke. Okay. So anyway, that's our ingredients. Now, you're uh, combining, obviously, the biscuits and the butter because that's your base, and you're pressing that into a sliced tin and putting it in, you know, refrigerate it. Now, you're filling. You're melting the chocolate over hot water. Well, it says to do that, but I, I actually do it just in the microwave, but I'm very careful with it um, because, you know, it can burn. So it's like seconds at a time. But you do how you, you feel happy with. Cool slightly. That's, you know, the chocolate. Now, beat the cream cheese and sugar in a small bowl until smooth. And then beat in the eggs and the, and the thickened cream. And thickened creamed doesn't necessarily have to go in the supermarket and buy that tub. I think they have tubs of thickened cream, which, you know, is probably quick and convenient. But if you've got cream and just beat it a bit, you know, just... Thicken, is that all it is? Thickened cream is thickened cream, isn't it? Uh, that's what well, my idea of oh. thickened cream is. Is just um, if you've got any leftover in the fridge, put the beater onto it, and when it becomes thick, it's... Thickened cream. So it's <laughs> probably in those little containers just for convenience sake. So anyway, uh, beat in the eggs and the thickened cream. Add the chocolate and the tear maria, no tablespoons for yourself, and uh, the flour. And beat until smooth. Now you're pouring that over the base and sprinkle with chopped nuts. Well, I was thinking about that because it, it didn't actually give me any uh, nuts in the recipe. And I was thinking, mm, I don't know. I, th I don't know whether I'd um, do chopped nuts myself because I think it would just be perfect as it is. Mm. And if push comes to shove, once you've baked it in a slow oven, you know, you've got to bake it in a slow oven for about an hour. And uh, that's at about 150 degrees, I might add. So that's slow. And um, I think I'd, I'd actually put the nuts on afterwards. They I might don't know whether burn. I'd want to. They might just yeah, catch a little even bit for an hour. Yeah, well, for an hour. And mm. it, not that it's a high temperature, but I just sort of feel myself that this could, you know, go without the nuts. But you could put grated chocolate over the top. Oh, that sounds better. I'm all up for that. <laughs> yep, say no to nuts. Yeah, that was quick, wasn't it? The eyes lit up there. And, um, yeah, so that's what i do. So it's your choice. If you've got nice nuts, you can, you know, do that. And then um, you can slice it. And I think you can actually freeze this one. Oh, good. Because yep. it's a baked one. Mm. And it's got that little bit of flour in it. Mm. So you can actually freeze it. But um, but there you are, your choice. So that's a good one for... Um, for the new year and any time you want to dish it up. Well, birthdays yeah. as well because yeah. our birthdays are next month, Gail. Oh. Uh, 
the month after next. Oh, no, tell no, us where. Oh, I've lost oh. track, Tanya. You have. I have. We've only about six weeks yeah, away no. or probably yeah, just over right. a month yeah, from I've my I've lost birthday. track. I've lost track. Never mind. But, um, yeah, so that's it, basically. I think uh, we're done with our recipes today, Tanya. All right. Well, you go off into the beautiful, sunny, otaki. Yes, Summer environment. How's it been down in your garden? Not Everything bad, actually. Growing? I was pleased to wake up in the night and, and um, I thought, is that rain or not? And I thought... She's hearing I, things. No, it might have been. Yeah, good for the garden. That's all I can say. It can rain in the night. I don't care. As yeah. long as it's beautiful in the day. Absolutely. And I think we're going to be in for some good weather. Um, Met service, reckon we're going to be in for quite a hot, uh, you know, hot summer. We've had a few scorches already. No, I don't believe no, the clock tower no. in Levin. It said 32 degrees at the Did end it? of December. Well, I had a sh- I'll had do a shout-out anyway because I had a, 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 a text from my friend over in – well, she's in Germany, but she's going to England for Christmas. And in Germany it was minus 7, guys. <gasps> yeah. Showed me that she showed me the temperature on the thing minus seven, and then outside they had these little shrubs that were all sort of covered with ice. So oh. I'm just gonna um, send her a text back and just say, um, "Oh, it's a bit sad. We were sweating yesterday." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send her yeah. over one of your recipes for a for a salad or <laughs> yeah, something. Yeah. She'll probably throw it back in your face. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Oh. So that's the difference here. Yeah, minus seven. I thought, mm, that's cold. Now you out there in radio listener land, make sure you stay safe on the roads and keep up to date by looking at our Facebook page, coastaccessradio.org.nz is the website. (laughs) Facebook page is just Coast Access Radio and of course Gail's recipes are there every week and have been for the last three years, so get scrolling. Thanks Gail. Thank you. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.